0: it's interesting how hockey differs from one place to another from one organization to another. Uh, you know, every organization deals with their own set of you know, challenges and problems and things. And, and it's interesting to see how decisions and things made in an organization affect the circumstances in which we find ourselves as coaches. So for example, um I in in my kids' organization. So we're we're in a rec organization here in Utah, and our organization is actually quite good. We're doing well. Um we're improving. We're you know gaining in numbers and and the quality of play is has been improving over the last um five or six years. It's been fun to see and it's been fun to be a part of. Um one of the challenges that we're having this year is the amount of growth um, in comparison with a limited amount of ice. And so, you know, we've got um, well, I'll just quickly go through. So we've got three U6 teams in our organization, five U8 teams, uh, and then three U10 teams, three U12 teams, and then uh, two U14 teams. And that's the extent of our organization. Um, However, what that has done is it's made it so that, uh, you know, in years past, we've uh, at, you know we do the the ADM station-based practices with U8 and under um, but in years past we've done half ice with U10s and U12s and U14s uh, because in those years there <clears throat> had only been two two teams uh, for each of those age groups. This year we've got three teams like I said at the U10s and U12s and so that's presented some uh, some interesting challenges and, and things I know I'm not the first person who's gone through this um, but the ice the amount of ice time, has stayed the same. We're just adding, um, we're just adding teams to it, and it's been a challenge. But it's been something that we've been working through and, and figuring out how to best use those opportunities, those ice times, um, you know, with additional players on the ice, with you know, in fact, additional teams. And so, one of the the policies that our organization adopted was that um, because we have uh, the more experienced players are considered part of the D one team and the D one teams in our area play against other D one teams. So it's kind of like a bridge between travel and house, I guess it's, it's more of a select caliber of play. Um, and then everything else below that is D two. So we've got, you know, on those organizations where there are three teams per age group, um, we've got one D one team and then two D two teams and our organization accepts players into the program. Um, you know, even sometimes after the season has begun. So where I'm going with this is what they what they asked for us to do as, as the D1 team is to fill our roster completely because the likelihood of a new player joining late being a D1 caliber player was low. So they're figuring if, you know, if somebody joins late, later in the program, later in the season after the roster's are already set. It's more likely that they'll be going into the D2 teams. So we need to leave. If we're, if we're going to have any gaps, we need to leave those gaps with the D2 teams. So we were asked to take a completely full roster, which isn't the ideal for me, but it's what we were, what we had to do in, in our situation. So what that means is we've got a full 16 man roster, um, sharing the ice with three teams. So we're on uh, a quarter ice for two thirds of the practice and then half ice for the, for the last third of the practice. And we just rotate through. And um, so <laughs> what, what we've had to do is, uh, you know, I've had to be creative in how, we're, how we structure our drills, um, how we structure the rotations. And, you know, you've seen some of that reflected in some of the drills I've been posting lately on social media and, and on the blog and things. And I'll continue to do that because, you know, it's, it's, although it's been a challenge, it has been kind of a fun challenge because it's been forcing me to, to think outside the box and to come up with new ideas and new game plans and new ways of working on things in, in a limited space with too many players. And one of the things that I wanted to point out in this soundbite, you know, this is kind of a big lead up leading up to this, but this is the thing that's been on my mind a lot is the idea of, you know, working within the circumstance you're given. Sometimes you don't have the possibility or the the option of doing it completely hundred percent optimized. You know, there may be times where you just have to be patient and take more time on a drill than you otherwise would have, because you still want to give your teammate or your players a chance to work through and to get their reps in. On a given skill or a given concept or some positioning ideas or or whatever. So in a drill that you would usually do, you know, slot in for ten minutes or whatever, you may need to do, you know, fifteen minutes or sometimes even twenty minutes on that specific drill or that specific concept to give the players the enough time to get their reps in. In a situation where maybe you know because of the fact that you're just kind of crammed in um, you're not, you know, working your way through the lineup as quickly. Now I, you know, I generally still try to set up the drills so that there are multiple players going at the same time, um, where we minimize line time as much as possible. And, you know, even within that though, you're still at some points in time, you're just going to have to accept it. Like this isn't as quick as, as I would hope for it to be. And there are times, you know, and that's going to vary from age group to age group, from skill level to skill level, uh, from mental maturity to mental maturity, you know, so there are times where I run a drill with the peewee team, um, the U-12s and it runs pretty smoothly. We get through it quickly. There's not a lot of line time. Um, but then I try to run that same drill sometimes with the U-10s and their maturity level is just enough, um, you know, just immature enough that that drill may take longer to To get it to where it's running properly. You know, the, the U10s tend not to be as disciplined in the line, so it's, it's kind of like herding cats a little bit more, you know? But it's just a question of their age, you know? So it takes a little bit longer to get them dialed in, to get them understanding the drill. Um, so it varies, you know, those, those situations vary. But I guess the point of this one is, is the, the objective is to get the skills learned. The objective is not to get through as many drills as possible in a practice. So get the the skills learned, spend enough time to learn the skills and be adaptable in your situation. And and that may be because of a um, condensed ice type setting like I'm in, or that just might mean, you know what, I thought our players were ready to move on or would be ready to move on quicker, but they're not. So we're going to spend another few minutes on this. And we're going to adjust the rest of the timing on the rest of the drills that I thought we were going to do today. And, you know, that may mean pushing some drills into the, you know, an upcoming practice instead of, you know, barreling through, but don't just, you know, flip the switch and change drills just for the sake of changing drills, because you want to stay with your schedule, you know, adapt the schedule on the fly as needed based on how quickly or slowly the players are picking up whatever concept that you're trying to teach. So flexibility is awesome. Patience is great. You got to have it, especially if you're dealing with sharing ice, Um, you know, give the kids a chance to get their reps in. That's it for today. So hopefully that helps in some small way. And uh, as I always say, it's my two cents worth on that. But I would love to know what kinds of things you guys are doing to adapt to, you know, the different situations that you're in, whether they be optimal or suboptimal. You know, sometimes you're in the, those situations and, and um, you know, even dealing with suboptimal situations, if you have the right attitude and, you know, really um, put forth an effort and, and think outside the box a little bit, those can be incredible building and learning opportunities for you as a coach, which... At least for me, that's what, you know, I'm, I'm having the most fun when I'm learning and continuing to learn the game and continuing to, to figure out different ways and, and new adaptations to make in my coaching. So, um, it can be a challenge and it can also be a lot of fun. So anyways, hopefully that helps and we'll be back again soon with more sound bites.